Hello and welcome to Personally Foul. I'm Brooks Carter. And I'm Justin Utis. Welcome into the show. We have so much football to talk today. It's about to get fucking wild. Merry Christmas, might I add. This will be our last episode before Christmas. I mean, we'll record next week too, but it'll yeah. be like two days after Christmas. But yeah. uh, So, Merry, so Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, the college football playoff is set. We are looking at two weeks left in the NFL regular season. And um, that way we can... We can we can get after it, man. But I don't remember the f- the playoff being selected this fast in the past. Was it always this fast oh, yeah. for it to get set? This it's wait, always this the Sunday after Championship Saturday. I always thought it was later in the day, though. I don't know why. Like, uh, I felt like I knew it like ten a.m. No, no, it was I mean, in the playoff. I mean, it's noon Eastern, so okay. Um, maybe it's been like two in the afternoon. I mean, it's always been like because like they want to because they release the college football playoff. Um pool for the the top four teams and then they release all the bowl games after that so yeah but uh let's set up the show real quick um as always you can um listen along on spotify uh itunes anywhere that you listen to podcasts google podcasts got a couple other secondary podcast sites that we're up on as well um such as uh stitcher breaker any of those um, I know we've got a couple of listeners that uh, come through on on those some of those more secondary entities um, as I've kind of looked through our analytics. So I uh, think how do you, you get started on using an, a site like that? I wonder if it's just like you know, like you remember the kids that used to use Zoom. I mean, we actually have a couple of um, we have like ninety seven percent of our listeners are within the United States, but we've actually had some listenership in other countries. Um, I don't know how we've so popped want, up in their algorithm or dude, but we've knows? had some listeners in, in Ireland of all places. What's up? Yeah, Mr. Anus over here. You drunk potty bastard. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Um, what's funny, though, is uh, I've looked at it. Every single one of our listeners are um, in two different age ranges. They're all either uh, like teenage, like 17, um, like... 17 and younger, yeah. or they're 18 to uh, 30. Like, we don't have any listeners over 30 years old. We are way too vulgar for anybody in their 40s. <laughs> I mean, maybe we just haven't. I mean, I don't know either. Because, like, the, the stats, like, they give you a good idea, but it's not always super. Like, I, yeah. I kind of take it with a grain of salt because, like, some people just maybe, like, don't put in, the, like, what their sex is, I guess. I don't know how they try. Because we have, like, I don't it's know like how. 83% of our listeners are male. And I would then, believe like, it's higher than that. And actually. then, like the other seventeen percent, it says zero female listeners, and then the other seventeen <laughs> percent are non-binary. Really? I just think it's people who probably haven't bothered to punch in what sex they are. That's true. But non-binary is a very specific. Like I feel like that's a very specific selection. It's not. I just, think they're just categorizing everyone that doesn't actually. I mean, if you just put prefer not to say, it's yeah. just nothing. Okay. Or okay. if you just don't. So I'm listed as non-binary anything. on a lot of things because I just don't. <laughs> Say I don't know why I just don't say that. So you always put prefer not to say. Yeah, I don't know why. I, just, I always put male. I like doing it. I want to see what pops up if I don't put male. Okay, in. that's weird. Would you like to watch My Little Pony? How about Saving Private Ryan? You're like, I mean, I'm getting a oh, full or saving range. Saving Ryan's private or saving shaving Ryan's privates. <laughs> Is that what it was? Is that the porno knockoff? Uh, yeah, shaving Ryan's <laughs> privates. Oh Lord, um, but yeah, so. Uh, thank you for if if you listen with some of those secondary entities, we appreciate it, and you know, 
people that are listening from Ireland or wherever wherever in the world that you're listening to. That's the glamour of podcasting. So yeah, who knows? Thank you for that. Um, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Brooks A. Carter on both Twitter and Instagram. Justin's on Instagram. At Jay and his music. So you can check us out there and email the show at personallyfoul at gmail.com. So now that that's out of the way, let's get into the talk of it. You, you got you got something ready over there, Justin? I do have something ready. Roll Tide! <laughs> Roll Tide, Stephen. If that, if that was Stephen A. Smith and... Uh, if you hadn't heard, <laughs> I actually have the full video. I, I didn't watch it. the full video. I saw that he picked Alabama, and I thought that was going to well, be a on bad Fridays, sign. Well, on Friday's edition of First Take, um, Tim Tebow was on, and you know he's he will make appearances on First Take when they talk about college football and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I like Tebow as a commentator and an analyst. He's not bad. He's not bad, but uh, just just to give you some context to that, this was the full excerpt, and Stephen A. Smith is actually quite funny. Okay. Actually, sorry. Florida's going to keep this one close. <laughs> it turns out he was wrong. What? <laughs> close? <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> that, that's a funny question. I mean, please. Let, it, it, since y'all haven't heard it from me in a while, Alabama, there's nothing to talk about here. I mean, please, don't the Florida Gators got two losses on their resume this year? Didn't they lose to Texas A&M? Didn't they lose to LSU last week in this quote-unquote thriller? But when LSU went up against Alabama, they dropped 55 on LSU. His voice when is they hilarious. What that score like 52 to 24, but Florida lost to both of them. And they're going to give Matt Jones and Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and the crew problems. Please, all day, every day, especially when it comes to the SEC <laughs> this weekend. Alabama, it won't even be close. My condolences to the Florida Gators. I like okay, track. That's enough. That's, that's fine. Enough, Stephen that's, A. I can only take. That's my monthly dose of Stephen A. Smith right there. <laughs> 25 seconds. That's about all I can stand. And I don't want to stick around for Max Kellerman to make any comments because he doesn't get Well, that. how this relates to boxing. Shut up, Max. No, no Max doesn't. No, I, I listened back to uh, a few episodes ago. Max Kellerman doesn't get to talk about SEC football anymore after he called everyone in the SEC fan base stupid. Oh, and, that's uh, right. I forgot about he's that. He's easy to propagandize and uh, yeah. you know, subject to... Uh, he's a fucking dildo. Like to... Subject to f- fake news. Yeah, he's a dildo. Fuck so him. he doesn't get to talk about SEC football. No, but it turns out Steven was wrong because Florida did keep it close. So, I mean, we can start off talking about the Alabama game real quick. The SEC championship yesterday. Um, I, mean, I mean, I guess we can kind of run through all the, the championship uh, games in reference to the college football playoff here. Um, we'll start with Alabama and Florida. Alabama looked like they had the game in control. They were up 35-17. And then Florida made their run in the second half. wasn't surprised they made a run. I expected Alabama to counter that with their own run to end the game. Um, yeah. And it wound up just kind of staying close and uncomfortable throughout the fourth quarter. Yeah, the fourth qu- I was white-knuckling my couch the entire fourth quarter. And that sounds dirty. It does, actually. I wasn't biting any pillows or anything. I was white-knuckling my I couch. I was white-knuckling my couch. 
Kind of sounds like you're fisting your couch. It or does something. sound like I was fisting my couch. Uh, <laughs> I'll find a different way to phrase it later. <laughs> but I, w- I was sitting down here. I mean, just nervous as shit. Just watching this, like, why the fuck? It, I don't know. The defense just—I feel like they got gassed, especially in the fourth quarter. And yeah, felt like they. But the offense. This is had the a best few. offense Alabama's defense has faced since Ole Miss. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Trask is is a good quarterback. He's not he's the, the real high, deal. He, he's a, he's a good he's a good quarterback. Um, you, you heard Nick Saban after the game when they asked him about it. He said, you know, I don't I didn't think we. He admitted that he did not think that Alabama's defense matched up well with Florida's offense. No, and it, he was 100% citing right. Kyle Pitts and then uh, Tony, the wide receiver number one. Um, they yeah. had a ton of big plays. Um, which uh, Pitts actually announced he's skipping the bowl game. He's had good in, for him. Go to the in. NFL, make a billion dollars, kid. He's but, uh, unreal. He'll go. Yeah, I mean, high and he'll do great. So I mean, he's done that to everybody all year, and and mm-hmm. um, I think it's Kadarius Tony. Is, is yeah, no, that's just, that's right. Okay, he he. Uh, I know his last name was Tony. He's electric. He's their kicker turner. He does a lot for them, kind of almost like a Percy Harvin type role, but maybe very even, explosive. Uh, maybe even a little bit better wide receiver than Harvin was. Um, He's a smarter football player. I don't know if he's faster than Harvin, but he's a better player. Yeah, but he, uh, you know, Saban, I, I really think Saban thought this game had the potential to turn into a shootout. And I think a lot of people did in general because you had two of the top five offenses in the country. And, yeah, I mean, Trask seems like he's thrown for 400 yards every week. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll circle back around to the individual performances in this game when okay. we kind of get to our some Heisman talk later on. All right. Uh, because we talked about Najee last week and how I really thought it was going to – if it was going to be somebody from Alabama, it was going to be Devonta Smith or Mac Jones. Najee made a push last night, and we'll talk about that coming up here uh, in a few moments. But um, So Alabama wins. Last week we talked about how – I felt like Alabama was a lock regardless, but with the win, they secured the number one seed. Yep. Um, that's easy. Check that box. College football playoff committee doesn't have to worry about anything with Alabama or worry nope. about seeding. So they win. They check the box off. Then Clemson blows out Notre Dame. What was the final? 34 to 10. It was 34 to 3 at one point. Notre Dame got a garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter <laughs> towards the end of the game. And I mean, they looked like. Uh, they looked great. They did, and I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked really played really well, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't even think his numbers were quite as good as uh, I just tried to say his name before the show, Uwalungalele or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, uh, number five, the backup um, mm-hmm. that played against Notre Dame in the regular season. He actually had better numbers than Trevor Lawrence did. Yeah. Um, because if you remember, the game went to double overtime, and the backup he threw for over four hundred yards. Had it was like an a, unreal football game, considering yeah, the circumstances, for sure. And um, that team just looks more composed, and like it's like everyone around them. Uh, it's like Trevor's. I mean, and that, that's that's the epitome of a true leader on the field, and you and you can't place val- You honestly can't even place a value on how important it is to have that guy who has that presence on the field. I mean, right. it doesn't matter that the backup played really well and put up those numbers in that game. You still you still wind up losing to Notre Dame in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You get your starter back, and he's composed, and he's got his thumbprint on every piece of the offense, and he's the true mm-hmm. leader of the team. That 
that's when Clemson becomes dangerous and we saw the team that they have the potential to be. Like, I don't really feel like we've seen Clemson with their foot on the gas and being as good as they could be all season this year. No, except when they, I mean, when they housed, was it Georgia Tech 70 something to nothing or seven? Oh, yeah, they, they, they flexed their muscle in the first half there because they were up like 56 to nothing at halftime. They whipped their dick outs on that insane. one. Insane. Um, yeah, that was about the only time, but then, you know, they had the, the, Trevor Lawrence got COVID. He missed two games. Then they had that followed up where they didn't play for like two or three weeks because right. um, they had a bye week and then Florida. Like So it, it almost just feels like Clemson was there and the, and the committee knew they were good and they kept putting them there because they felt they were good. But I almost felt like Clemson just – I personally, I almost just forgot about them. They didn't – other than the performance from the backup against Notre Dame and going to overtime. Well, and then the Boston College game. When, the Boston uh, College The first game. one because they were tied. They had to come back and win that game. Yeah. Other than the Notre Dame game, there wasn't really a, a, a game in recent memory of Clemson really showing what they can be. And they were an afterthought, but yesterday they came in. They were like, no, we're, we're still we're Clemson. Back. We're, we're back. still Clemson. We've still got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Our defense held a top five team to less than two, less than two touchdowns. So yeah, we're here and we deserve to be the second best team so, in the country. So that box was easy to check off for the committee as well. So after that's, that that's your one yeah. and that's your two. And then it became interesting to me after that. Ohio State is your three seed, and who did not have a fantastic performance? No, 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 not at all. Predicted, and and then Notre Dame becomes your four team. Who I said last week, I felt like Notre Dame was a lock, win or lose. Yeah, and I did not expect them to be down thirty-four to three in the fourth quarter, though. I, I, I got duped by Notre Dame this time. I normally I don't. I, I normally never take Notre Dame bait. I thought this team looked better than they had in recent years. Their defense has played really well. They yeah. played a full schedule of Power 5 games and ran through that conference unbeaten. Um, I know the ACC has not got the depth maybe of the SEC at times, but mm-hmm. I would probably say this year the ACC was the second-best conference in college football if you look at it across the board. Uh, North yeah. Carolina is pretty good this year. You had a pretty strong Miami team this year. Um, Boston College was decent this year. We saw them have some good moments. Uh, I, I mean, you got a lot of teams that are probably 500 or better out of the ACC this year. So it's, when yeah. you add in Notre Dame, it's a pretty deep league this year, and I think they were yeah. the second-best conference uh, behind the SEC. So – Notre Dame running undefeated through that conference, I'm like, you know, very I, impressive. Yeah, and they're just they're just not as good as Clemson. And no, if they're not as good as Clemson, they're not as good as Alabama. And we've seen Notre Dame get their shot now on the big stage against both Clemson and Alabama in the last decade. And this feels like familiar territory. Yeah. They are 0-6 in BCS slash New Year's Six bowl games, and that includes their national championship blowout loss in 2012 and their 30-3 to loss to Clemson just two years ago in the Cotton Bowl semifinal. And to the, uh, I mean, they, they, they're not only getting beat in these games, they're not even competitive. No, no, they're not. But here's the thing. Notre Dame's defense, I think, is – it's always a talking point when they end up in these top five positions – Obviously, with uh, Heisman finalist, controversy aside, Heisman finalist Manti Teo in 2012. He was unreal. The Notre Dame defense defense in 2018. 2018. That's that's been the talking point this year. This year, that's why Herb Street 
was consistently saying he thought uh, for the last like three, four weeks leading up to championship Saturday that he felt like Alabama and Notre Dame were like 1A, 1B. Like he felt like Notre Dame yeah. was on the same level as Alabama, which I did not because I haven't offensively not even. I have close. N- I've I've still have the twelve seven victory over Louisville imprinted in my brain, and Alabama's not beating. Is a they're not scoring twelve points against Louisville. B they're not only beating them by five by five points. Louisville's not that good of a team. No, um, no. But here's the thing: Notre Dame's defense still now. In today's world, 34 points for a guy like Trevor Lawrence in an offense like Clemson isn't a crazy isn't a crazy amount of points. Yeah, they're a team not. that can very easily put up 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 points a game and not fucking blink. So for Notre Dame to hold them to 34 points, now I mean they had a couple explosive plays and those are hard to prevent, but the fact that they were able to hold them and not necessarily keep it competitive offensively, but Clemson offense versus Notre Dame defense wasn't a ridiculous smackdown. Yeah, Trevor, like I thought it would be. I mean, they were Lawrence threw for over three hundred yards, twenty five of thirty six. Only had two touchdown passes, but he and he did have a pick in the game. Uh, how about Travis Etienne? Twelve, uh, twelve and a half yards of carry yesterday. He's a guy who's actually um, kind of been an afterthought this year. He came back and. People were saying, you know, it was him and Najee Harris were like the two guys that came back for their senior years that, I mean, a lot of people thought ETN could be a Heisman Trophy finalist over Lawrence because of how good he's been. He had a big day. Um, Rodgers, the receiver, eight catches, 121 yards. But their defense, that's the thing that Clemson, like Clemson's defense has consistently been really good because of how well they recruit over there, especially their front seven. Um Notre Dame's offense has really been clicking in recent weeks, especially Ian Book, um, who I mm-hmm. think is now the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. He's a three-year starter there. He was the starter back in 2018 when they made the playoffs. Um, he was efficient, but no touchdown passes, 219 yards. He did. He was 20 of 28. Only had 50, their top rusher, 50 yards on the ground, top receiver, 54 yards to the air. Notre Dame, or Clemson put the clamps down on them. Yeah. And, so, we, we've we checked the boxes of one and two now. Do you think that Notre Dame or in Ohio State, like, do you think the committee got it right? It feels like there's a lot more questions this year, rightfully so, with really weird resumes, incomplete resumes, mm-hmm. teams playing a stark contrast of, of, of games when you think about Ohio State only playing six games. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to be in the room. I don't know how I would have done it any differently, but like, and I know you're supposed to have the object objectivity of not focusing on previous years, but like, it's impossible. Watching not Notre Dame get blown out yesterday and knowing what they've done on this national stage the last two times they've been there, playing, competing for either a shot at a national title or in a national title game. Yeah. Just knowing how poorly they've performed. And not and been non-competitive, and then watching them have it happen again yesterday, before they even got into the playoff. I don't know if I would have put them in there. I would make. I think there is a better argument for having Notre Dame in there than there is Ohio State. I think Ohio State has a very incomplete resume and a twenty-two to ten win over 
Northwestern, who had just coming off of a loss to Michigan State, a who weeks ago, Ohio yeah. State beat the shit out of. Well, and uh, all is they not all- impressed in. I don't know if you saw this. All the Ohio State fans were on Twitter yesterday beating their chest saying, we have 22 players missing due to COVID protocol. Fuck Ohio State fans. <laughs> I want to make that as perfectly clear as I can. If you're an Ohio State fan, fuck you. Okay. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Nobody in your state likes you. Nobody in your area likes you. Nobody in the rest of the country likes you. I mean, they have you. a ton of fans in their own state, though. Yeah, but fuck Ohio State. Anyway, that being said... They're a good team, but I think there's a there's a better argument for having Notre Dame in there than there is Ohio State. Now, granted, you have to this shuffle is- things around to make sure that it's not just Clemson Notre Dame again. I like the idea of Bama Notre Dame playing. Does Notre Dame look like they can win a national championship? I don't think so. Does Ohio State look like they can win a national championship? No. This is the reason why the playoff committee is hesitant to expand to eight teams. Yeah. Because if you start going down, that, uh, going to, like, m- maybe we had it right with the BCS to begin with. I don't know. I don't think this is a good, a good enough reason to say that eight, an eight-team playoff is a bad idea. I think this is a perfect reason to say it is because you have these teams no, that are No, but if you keep ranked. going down through there, is A&M good enough to win a national championship? There is a possibility that they are good enough to beat Notre Dame and Ohio State. Okay, but are they good enough to beat Alabama or Clemson? We've already seen them get blown out by Alabama. I know it was the second game of the season. Yeah. And we've seen them the last two years. I mean, we saw them last year. They got a shot at Clemson and lost to them 24-3. to um, Yeah, but the, here's the last time Alabama was in the playoff, they got, to the national cha- they got to the national stage and got blown the fuck out. Worse than Notre Dame did. Yeah, I guess so. So I don't think previous years are a great – a, a great I, I just barometer for reading that. I would love to see an 18 playoff, but I'm saying this is the reason why I don't think the committee is going to rush to add to it. I agree with that statement, but I don't think that is a good enough reason. This I think this year is proof that it needs to happen. I think this year is proof that it, in who knows, maybe they would, I think before they would expand the playoff to eight teams, or possibly after that, if that didn't work out, I think they would just go. All right, well, why don't we just have every conference champion? Well, no, that's play the each way other. that they. Uh, that's if they go to eight teams, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, um, maybe you seed somebody a little bit higher based on their. Maybe one and two get seeded a little well, bit higher. Who the fuck knows? I also think too with the way that it's set up right here. If I go back and look at some of the notes I put on my outline. Um, the committee's lack of respect. Well, I had should Notre Dame have gotten in after lackluster loss to Clemson? I guess. I mean, they're perform- They were in the ACC, just I, like Clemson I th- was. I think that and they, they beat everybody. I think their resume looked a little more complete than A and M's did. And Ohio State, personally, Ohio State, I just felt like was going to be in anyways. Ohio State has the most. Uh, I literally put Ohio State's weak resume in here because they're si- six games and only two wins against. Um, Top twenty-five teams. Yeah, it, it's like not, the 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 chairman of the playoff committee. And I, I don't remember what his name is. Citing Ohio, like ta- talking about this specific thing, said, "Oh, well, they beat a a, a quality thirteenth ranked Northwestern team. Do we really think they're the thirteenth ranked team? According to who? You? Because nobody else thinks Northwestern is the thirteenth best team in the country. I don't country. think Northwestern could beat." Texas A&M. I don't think they could beat Florida. I don't think they could beat Oklahoma. Did I send you the Cecil Hurt tweet yesterday? No. 
Okay. Oh, yes, you did, actually. But read it for the people listening because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Okay. Cecil Hurt, who is a longtime Alabama sports writer uh, covering Alabama Crimson Tide for the Tuscaloosa News. Great follow on Twitter. I think he's, he's a great writer. He's a really, really smart guy. He, he's very uh, like funny and snarky on Twitter, too. He's, so he's a, a bit of a cunt. Uh, he, I like he's him. a great follow on, on yeah, Twitter. He, he's One of my favorite things that uh, Cecil Hurt ever tweeted, and I'll, I'll read you the tweet from what we're talking about here in a second. Um, just to give you an idea how funny he is, though, he was at uh, Alabama practice one time. This was back when I was still in college. Um, so this was like 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said um, – Lou Holtz was at uh, Lou Holtz was at Alabama practice today. Uh, it was also raining outside. I don't know if they were mutually exclusive. <laughs> I don't know if those things are correlated. I don't cold. We haven't actually had fucking. We haven't had a reason to play that. We haven't had context for Lou Holtz. It's the I'm first just, time he's come up on the show. I miss Lou Holtz. Yeah, sometimes. Well, he just got the presidential. Uh, Medal of Freedom or whatever. What? Yeah, Trump gave him that before. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> See that? No. <laughs> yeah. What the, the highest? Uh, what is that? Like the highest honor that the uh, highest honor a civilian can receive? Yeah, Lou Holtz got that. Get the fuck the out of here! The last sixty days of Trump's presidency. This is insane. All right, I'm pull up the now. Read the actual Cecil Hurt tweet. I'm gonna look this up in the meantime. <laughs> I just blew Justin's mind. Dude, I'm going <laughs> to shit my pants. <laughs> okay, so Cecil Hurt. I'll say it. If you had to do, uh, if all you had to do was beat Indiana and Northwestern and win four other games against worse teams than that, the SEC easily would have had four unbeaten teams. Yes. Holy shit. That's him. Oh, my God. How did I not know this? Anyway, all right. I, I, this is surprise. See, if it involves college football, I know it. It doesn't. Oh, hundred percent. If it if it crosses the like, even if it crosses paths with politics, but I'm surprised. I knew something that involved politics that you did not know. I don't follow super trivial shit like the pre- I hate I hate all that shit. It's just funny that Lou Holtz got one. I know it's fucking great. I mean, I wonder what he said when he got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get. I He's probably that excited. You're welcome, Coach Holtz. Uh, <laughs> Just two guys that speak in the weirdest way possible. And just both talking. have weird blonde hair. Just just two of the weirdest looking and sounding guys on the planet. They both talking. have very distinct voices. So if you heard either one of them talking in the dark, you would immediately know who it was. Oh, that's Lou Holtz. Is he is he blowing Donald Trump no. right now? <laughs> oh, that's of real course. nice. It'd be really slobbery. Oh. <laughs> Take out your dentures. <laughs> God, um, no, but like that is what Cecil Hurt said is very true. If, yeah. if I mean, think about that. Okay, how many teams, especially now Georgia with JT Daniels at quarterback, looks like a totally different team. I, they, different. I actually think they might have beat. They had a chance to probably beat Florida if they don't have Stetson Bennett starting at fucking quarterback. Stetson Bennett tried really hard though. That's okay. <laughs> that's like saying like so did Rudy. That's like saying Mark Rick. He was a really nice guy, and they gave him a while. Uh, he still got fired. He did get fired. I like Mark Rick. I went to college with his son. Really? Yeah, he went to he went to Belmont for a while. 
You went was, to you you went to. Uh, there's a lot of like notable people's kids who go to Belmont. Uh, Martina, yeah, Martina, Martina McBride. You told me that Delaney. She had a, a crush on the guy I was in a band with, and he Cooper. didn't know it. Had no idea until she graduated. Uh, what an and idiot. then who? Uh, Lenny Kravitz's son. Really? Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake's half brother. Well, Timberlake's got ties to the Tennessee area, so yeah, yeah. Well, his, well he's from Memphis. And his half brother went to my school. He fucking he he did he. Uh, a girl I know, he produced her some of her music, and it was terrible. Nice. He sucks. It is whatever the half of the genetics that he didn't get that Justin has, that was all the so music. So he's not bringing sexy back? No. <laughs> do you remember... This is going to be an interesting reference, but do you remember the 90s Spider-Man cartoon? Vaguely, yeah. Do you remember... The, what, the one that's always referenced in the meme where they're pointing at each no, other? No, that's the 60s one. Okay. The 90s one that was on uh, the one where they had like weird laser guns and shit. It was very interesting. But do you remember what Harry Osborne looked like in that show? That's what his brother looked like. Oh, it was God. not good. It was very odd. It was I'm going to let Justin pull this up. I want to pull it up and get back on topic. Um, but I went. Yeah, I did go to school with a lot. I think Kid Rocks, somebody related to Kid Rock went to school there. It, it was very odd. It was a weird place. I mean, it's a music school, so you might in. Yeah, in Nashville, it was very it was like a, I think a Jonas brother went there, but like the like bottom youngest one that was like five years younger than the Nick other. Jonas. No, 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 no. The oh, that wasn't one of the famous ones. No, no, they, yeah, one of the, he was five years younger than who the, are the, the youngest. main three. Yeah, gotcha. So he's basically like Cooper Manning. Yeah, the, yeah, the one that no one knows about. Cooper Manning of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I went to college. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um. Back to Ohio State, though. That's what he looked like. Oh God, <laughs> that's terrible. That's awful. Um, yeah, there's a Cecil Hurts got a great point. There's a lot of teams in the SEC that could have done exactly what Ohio State did. And the biggest thing that the committee talked about up to this point, and that Ohio State fans were beating their chest about, you'd hear people, "Well, they've passed the eye test." They, no, they did not pass the eye test yesterday. It took a running back. Uh, Justin Fields looked like, well, he looked like shit. He was he played terrible yesterday. Yeah. Did you see his stat line? No, I did not. Okay. But I'm I almost pull it up. I almost wish, if it wasn't for the fact that it was Notre Dame Clemson playing for the third time, I almost wish that Alabama got a chance to put Ohio State in their place. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, twelve of twenty-seven, one hundred and fourteen yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not good. That's fucking. That's probably the one. Of the wor- that's probably the worst games he's ever played. It took Trey Sermon, their running back, having an unbelievable day for them Un- to win. Fucking real with that. Ohio State did. was losing going into the fourth quarter, um, ten to six, and they God, wound I was up. Uh, they lost. They wound up winning twenty-two to ten. Uh, Trey Sermon, three hundred and thirty-one yards on did, twenty-nine carries. If it wasn't for that dude having four hundred something yards in Buffalo a couple a few weeks ago, that would be the performance of the year. I mean, I still think it, I still think it might be considering the circumstances. I mean, like yeah. literally Ohio State had to have him do that to get them to where and they're the at. And the fact now, that it was a conference no one, no, literally no one cares about that Buffalo game aside from the fact that he did that. Yeah. And he did it on the same week that uh Fuller at Vanderbilt played the first time. So it got totally So it totally got overshadowed. It's like yeah. a chick squibbed a 30-yarder and another guy ran for 400 yards and, and the, his co- and eight touchdowns and his coach took him out of the game with a chance to break uh what's that guy's name? Samaja P Ryan from Oklahoma. Yeah. Do you okay. 
That still baffles my mind, talking about this. I know we're, we've kind of gone a little off topic here. It's uh, personally foul, baby. It's what we do. Exactly. But um, that still blows my mind. So the year that Samaja P. Ryan, like, like w- the, when he broke the record for most rushing yards in a single game at mm. Oklahoma, I want to say that was 13 or 14. Um, he literally did it the week after someone had just broken the record. And the record had not been broken in like over twenty years. What What did he get? What was so, his record? Let me. Uh, let, I'm, I'm going to have to do some some uh, googling on the fly here. Um, single game rushing record. To, while you're looking that up, let me shit on Ohio State a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I say I, I really don't think that Northwest. I mean Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia. Oklahoma, quite a few other like I uh, USC. talking about past though like seeing things happen too many times like with Notre Dame like the point I was talking about with Notre Dame yeah like we you cannot put Oklahoma back in there they've lost four years in a row no I'm saying they could beat Northwestern more soundly what? than Ohio State did one of the last things I wanted to talk about with the playoff uh, while we're on this while I'm trying to get my dinosaur computer to load this uh you know what we don't really need to know that fucking stat anyway it's not important it was to, it, yeah okay it was 2014 um samaja p ryan and he did it the week after um someone else broke the record what it what was the record before everyone broke it before uh, those two guys it was over 400 yards so samaja p ryan's game was 427 yards un fucking believable and i remember it was it's kansas too so they really Bob Stoops is just like we're gonna break the record today because so we got this is a break the record thing. Sorry, fu- sorry Kansas, you're just gonna have to take it in the show. So, oh, this Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin. Oh right, I actually okay, remember. So that. literally the week before November fifteenth, two thousand fourteen, he runs for four hundred eight yards against Nebraska, and then one week later, Samaja Piran breaks the record at four hundred twenty seven yards uh, against Kansas, and now. Jarrett Peter, uh, Patterson from Buffalo is now second. He he passed. Uh, he got one yard past Melvin Gordon. Yep. Um, against Kent State, so he would have had to get another nine, uh, eighteen yards to mm-hmm. tie the record. And this coach took him out with several minutes left in the game. It wasn't like it was the last minute of the game either. I'd be pissed. I don't. His coach didn't know. They were already beating the shit out of him, and they just took him out of the game. He's like, "Oh, you can rest." He's like, "Coach, I got a record to break." What about the committee's lack of respect for the mid-major schools, though? Like, Cincinnati keeps getting slid down the rankings. Like, Cincinnati's only number eight. And it was odd to me that Florida only slid to seven after their loss to LSU. To an unranked three-win LSU team coming into that game. Yeah. Who they were a 23-point favorite at home. Florida should have fallen further for sure. I feel like the committee was setting it up for Florida to jump into the top four if they were to beat Alabama. 100%. Vegas always wins. They were hoping for some nice betting odds. And I think that's the same reason they put Iowa State at six. Oh, yeah. I think they were setting it up to where they could put a Big 12 Conference champion in if Ohio State lost. Ohio State loses, Bama loses, and Oklahoma loses. I I really feel like – I don't feel like Texas A&M ever was going to be in. No. No, 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 no. In hindsight now, like I feel like if Ohio State – would have lost, and Iowa State would have won, I feel like the committee would have jumped Iowa State over uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 
it's hard to say, obviously. That would have been fun, though. It would have been fun. Because Herb Street talked about this uh, earlier, uh, so last Tuesday, you know, they have the weekly rankings show. Yeah. And he's talking about how the playoff system is broken. He said he feels like in all sports, um, whether it be pro or college, college football, Division One college football, major college football, has the worst postseason championship format. 100%. And it's crazy to think that because of how many people loyally watch this more than a lot of other college sports. Well, and it's been it's been an issue for years. Um but I mean, prior to the BCS for God's sake, that we you didn't even know how to award a true champion. It was based off a poll, uh, the uh, the AP poll or the coaches poll. Do you realize what happens with the coaches poll? Half the time the coaches that quote unquote vote in the coaches poll hand their fucking little sheet that, uh, every week that, of the teams that the, they're coaching on Saturdays. How are they looking at the teams to know who's good? You know what they I'm saying? They have no clue. Like, I mean, you, you might watch film of teams within your conference or teams that are going to show up on your schedule. You're not watching... You're watching you're, you're, film from the week before and, and if you're, film of the other you're team. Not, you're not coming home and ca- catching Pac-12 after dark and staying up and watching USC play to see if they're any good. Like, you know who winds up filling that out? The fucking SID or one of the the fucking intern. Oh, yeah. So, Every like, time. that used to award, but that poll used to award one of the, a national, they still award a national championship trophy, but, like, that used to be one of what was recognized. It was the AP poll and the coaches poll, and that's when we've had split national champions in years where it's been mm-hmm. uh, prior to the BCS. Um, but Kurt Herbstreit's point to that was, he said, there's no parity. In college football, there is in every other sport that you talk about, even in college or pro. Um, and he he said, you know, I can tell you right now who's going to be um, probably be in the college football playoff next year. It'll be uh, Clemson out of the ACC. It'll be Alabama out of the SEC. It'll be uh, oh well, probably Ohio State out of the Big Ten. And uh, um, oh well. I bet Oklahoma wins the Big 12 again because they've won it five or six years in a row now. Yep. And, you know, that's probably who will wind up being in it. And he said, oh, you know what? I can probably go ahead and tell you who's going to be in it in 2022, too. It'll be uh, Clemson out of the ACC, Alabama (laughs) out of the SEC, Ohio State out of the Big 10. And he's right. He's 100% right. I mean, it's like that every single year now. And like, When was the last time? Was it Oregon in the first year of the playoff? Was the last time somebody from the Pac-12 was in it? So every the national championship, uh, no, the last team from the Pac-12 that was even in the playoff was Washington. Oh shit! I forgot about Washington. They yeah, got housed. But um, aside from that, like, there's been uh, there's only been a few random other teams. Michigan aside, State, aside, Washington. Aside from aside from Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, Clemson and Oklahoma that have made it. It's been uh, the random year. Oregon made it the first year. You had Florida State in that year as well. Yep. Um, you had uh, Georgia in the year that they made it. You had Washington in. You had uh, Michigan State in. But it's been basically some form or fashion. Those other four teams have made it every year. Then LSU last year. But, like, that would have been fun to see Iowa State. I mean, I don't think they would have stood a chance against Alabama. But, like, why not? Iowa State in a college football playoff. Like, I mean, I know they did. They had. They needed the win to be in the conversation. But like, that would have there been. There needs fun. to be something because you're not giving. You're not giving everybody 
confidence that this is the best team in the nation. Now there are a few teams. Or giving me confidence that the committee knows what they're doing. No, there's none of that. But like, there's a there's a and few that times fair, and it, that it's a fair way to do it. I'm not saying that UCF should have been the national champions in 2017. But hell, they should have had a shot. Maybe, yeah. They why, and beat why LSU should, in the postseason. And why shouldn't Cincinnati and or Coastal Carolina maybe have a shot this year? Give these kids a reason to play in the postseason. You, like people, these fucking writers complain about guys opting out of the fucking bowl games. They don't mean anything. Because instead, now Cincinnati, who's consistently been smacked in the face um, by the committee the last few weeks, they now are going to go play a. a, a Pretty meaningless peach bowl against Georgia. Yeah. And granted, a game like that, Cincinnati wants to go in and say, hey, we deserve to be in the national conversation. We beat a very strong Georgia team who showed up to play against teams like Alabama and Texas A&M who were in the national conversation. Yeah, but I mean, I like I – like as a fan, as a college football fan, as as big a diehard college football fan as you will find, I like a balance between traditional powers and then parity. So, like, I think back to, like, I think back to one of the most fun years that I, the last year that I really remember college football being, like, super crazy and fun and really rewarding at the same time from a, from a fan standpoint was 2014. It's the first year of the playoff. Yeah. And you think about what all happened. So that, exciting. You think about what all happened that year though. You had the Do you remember who what the who was uh what the the very first ever college football playoff rankings looked like? So like when they come out, you know, they come out like week 8. Yeah. I don't remember what they looked like. The top uh four teams were Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida State and Auburn. I forgot about that. Yeah, so like the year that the Mississippi schools were really good, that was a lot of fun that year. That was That fun. was my senior year at Alabama, so I vividly remember that year. But Alabama got beat earlier in the year. They wound up coming back and winning the SEC championship, so you kind of saw that traditional power. But then they got upset by Ohio State, who hadn't won a championship in a few years. You had Oregon, who was there again. Like Heisman winner, Mariota. You had, your, you had your defending national champions in it with Florida State and the previous Heisman. Like, and then you had all this parity throughout the year. You had Mississippi State, who was the number one team in the country for five weeks. Like wild, yeah. Like that. Like that had the balance. You wound up with a a powerhouse team winning the national championship at the end of the year. But it wasn't a shoe in from the from week six. It wasn't like I have zero. Um, doubt in my mind that we are going to see Alabama Clemson for the fifth or sixth time in the national championship game. 100%. Unless Ohio State really just shows the fuck out, which they could. They have had plenty of rest this and year. And, like, who wants to watch that again? For, like, outside of, like, I'm an Alabama fan, and I'm getting tired of seeing them play Clemson in that game. Like, I want Alabama to be there, but I almost would rather them – I'd rather. I wish Ohio there was State. a no. Uh, I, I I would love to see them play Ohio State. If I I would I, I would I'm definitely rooting. I hate Ohio State and fuck you if you're a fan. But God, I'm sticking by it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any friends that are Ohio State fans, so it's fine. I have some friends that are Michigan fans, and they're real happy to hear this. But I am rooting for Ohio State to win that game against Clemson. Yeah. And I mean, hell. How, 
take yourself out of it as an Alabama fan. I, I'm, start, I'm, I'm imagine, starting to hate Dabo more than I hate Ohio State. Though. Imagine <laughs> a national championship that is Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Think about how old school that feels. Well, yeah, big time ratings. I mean, Clemson's huge. Clemson kind of feels like part of the reason Clemson kind of rubs me the wrong way. A Dabo, but then also their yeah. fans are super arrogant on uh, on social media. They're kind of like new money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 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 the, the people that are rich with new money. Like Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. They're they're old money. Oh yeah. Like they're old school, like paper mill money, or like or like oil, like like the Rock- oil money, like, yeah. like, like the Rockefellers or and some shit. Clemson is Uber. Like uh, Clemson, like won the lottery. Like <laughs> that's a much better way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. They're they're new money. Their um, winnings are Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, and, and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker was. <laughs> but like, was um, yeah, I, I think that's part of it too. Like. That is very. It becomes very regional when it's just Alabama, Clemson. When you get Ohio State, a very big national brand, Notre Dame, the biggest national brand in college football, mm-hmm. um, and then you just you alienate an entire part of the country. USC has a huge fan base. Huge. Oregon's got a pretty decent fan base. Those are the two best programs consistently on the West Coast, and they're not even in the conversation. I don't think they should have been this year, but um, that. I do think they they're gonna have to they're gonna, the committee's going to have to figure out a new uh, something else coming up because like it took uh, the BCS came in in ninety eight mm-hmm. it took sixteen years for the lid to get blown off yeah but and th- we're only like six or seven years in and I already feel like the lid's about to get blown off here's the thing they'll a transition now to a different style would be ridiculous but it's much easier to expand the playoff. And I've seen brackets where people are like, let's make it a 16-team no, playoff. I don't like, want that. that. You can't do that. It's football. It's not basketball. I I feel like... Too many opportunities for I injury. feel like I trusted the computer system ranking the teams as a non-bias more than a human committee. I wouldn't mind that, but still... I don't think up. there was anything necessarily wrong with the BCS. I just felt like we needed, we needed there was more no, than two teams. There was no buildup. There was no if there was a playoff system that was managed by a computer system like the BCS, and you had an eighteen playoff where a computer program really just determined like based on stats and quality wins, and there was no this none of this. I still like the op, but like from the optics of involving the entire country and in, in, uh, I'm in not it, saying from get, a, I'm not saying get rid of that, but some type of objective unbiased system. Well, and an 18 playoff, I think, would be perfect. And we would have a fu- – I mean, think about how smoothly the college basketball fucking tournament runs. Think well, about, it, didn't a couple of years ago the bottom seed coming into the tournament win the whole thing? No, they just won. Like, they just – a 16 beat the one for, uh, one for the first time ever. I mean, they got beat in the second round. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, UMBC beat Virginia, and that was the first time a 16 seed ever beat a one seed. But didn't somebody who, would, like, came in pretty low win in the whole thing a few years ago, like Gonzaga or some shit like that, or – Butler made it um, – I mean, you've seen a few different teams make it all the way to the Final Four. You've had a couple of 11 seeds make runs all the way to the Final Four. Just but that's to- what I'm talking about. Imagine going into this thing and you put the fucking Iowa Hawkeyes against Alabama and some by some fucking miracle and a, a last-minute 45-yard field goal, Iowa knocks off the number one team in the first round. 
well, it yeah. would be wild. And that's that's what I'm thinking people want to see. There's no room for that because it's just boring now. Well, and part of the reason it's all money driven. These these with the committee. Oh yeah. Because who's on the committee? Like it's all like commissioners and like ADs and stuff. And, and they're a couple pro- former politicians. And like they're, and they're like, she's not on it anymore. But they're they're protecting the. Like they're protecting their leagues because they know that if I get a team in, our conference gets a five million dollar bonus mm-hmm. and shit like that. So TV deals, all this kind of shit, ad revenue, and that's why like you never you're never going to see a Cincinnati break through, even in an eight team playoff. I feel like if you look at it right now, Cincinnati would not. I don't even know if they would have. What were they eight? I'm trying to see what they were ranked. I thought they were ten. Cincinnati was number nine. Yep. So like, uh, well, I think they moved up to eight after Florida got beat. Yep. So like they they may they may not still have made it. I like a an eighteen playoff, power five automatic bids, and then the computer ranks the like uh, ranks and finds the other three teams because in that case, like if you remember with the BCS, we used to have teams like go back to. Uh, Several years in the late 2000s, you had Boise State ranked like fourth in the BCS. Yeah. And they were probably deserving of it. Yeah, they were great. And pulling out all the stuff. Now you don't ever see, with the way that the, uh, the committee works and the rankings, you don't ever see a mid major school that's undefeated wind up being ranked higher than like seventh. You're not going to have SMU. They, they can't even there. crack the top five, much, or top no. five, top six, much less the top four. But we've talked quite a bit about the playoff and. Really uh, <laughs> didn't get to uh, as much stuff as I wanted to. We can run through a couple other things here. Um, Heisman update. Do you think Najee can make a run at this after the phenomenal game he had yesterday? I still feel like he's probably going to be. I don't I don't think he'll win, but now he'll get more votes than he would have last week. Definitely. I almost feel like I hope this doesn't happen. Like, I almost have a fear now that you're going to wind up seeing all these votes get split amongst mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, and Najee Harris, and then and then you're going to have somebody like fucking Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. like um, or Trask. Probably not because he's the same league. Yeah, um, I feel like but like Trevor Lawrence wind up getting um, benefiting from that, and then like wind up winning it because of the stupid voting system. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Weirdly enough, the Heisman always seems fairly legit, despite it being, you know, ripe for human error. It I always seem to go like, well, I'm gonna, yeah, call, I'm gonna call for a recount. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, maybe we can take this all the way to the Supreme Court and they'll throw it out immediately. That'd be fun. That won't be dream crushing at all. <laughs> But no, I f- I always and then we'll feel- have Lou Holtz there with, and we can give him a medal or some shit. Who cares? We'll give him a nice little pin. Yeah, you know, we'll give him that little pin thing that they give kids on airplanes. Be like, you're an official co-pilot. Like, oh my god, and go set the fuck. He, up. I mean, he balled out yesterday. I still Lou Holtz? my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down to his knees. He ball, his ball, ball his balls out. fell out. Uh, no, Najee Harris had a great game. I f- I still would vote for Devonta Smith. Um, Over yeah. Devonta's had more impressive games. Over. Like now, granted, would it not? You have five touchdowns and two hundred forty-five yards yesterday. Total yards. I just want to know who what the finalist is going to look like. I don't remember ever having three from one school be finalists. 
I don't know. Is it an invite thing? Is that how Yes. You, so maybe they won't invite Najee. They're, they always have at least three finalists, and I feel like two of those are going to be Mac Jones and Devonta Smith. Mac's been in the talk long enough where he has to get an invite. Trask gets an invite. I feel like if Najee I, – I, I almost feel like Najee's going to wind up finishing fifth. Yeah. It'll, uh, I feel like they're probably going to wind up – if if he gets invited, it'll be five invites. Otherwise, I feel like it's going to wind up being – they're going to invite Trevor Lawrence as like a career achievement type invite because we all know he's about to leave. Yeah. Um, and then you're, I feel like it's going to be your two Bama guys, Trask and Trevor Lawrence. Is there anyone else that's in that conversation? Uh, not after Justin Fields played like dog shit yesterday. So what do you think about, uh, there's the Wilson guy from BYU, but yeah. I think his ships kind of sailed on it after the coastal Carolina loss. I don't think anybody else is really in the conversation. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, um, eh, whatever coaching carousel, um, I don't know if you've seen what the hell has been going on with Auburn. It's a nightmare. Well, apparently, uh, Kevin Steele, who has been the defensive coordinator there, <laughs> has been going behind Gus Malzahn's back and lobbying against him with boosters um, for really? the last two years. And now, like, it, they basically are, so they're paying a twenty million twenty one million dollar buyout to Gus Malzahn to possibly only wind up promoting the defensive coordinator to head coach. <laughs> that's the most Auburn thing ever. Everybody that I'm friends with that's an but Auburn, Auburn fan, fans are fucking pissed about it. They're furious. And the I think that my friend uh, Bodie, who is uh, one of my all time best friends, lifelong friend, diehard Auburn fan, he always says that Auburn has too many nosy boosters that just get in there and they poison the well for so many guys that could do well, and they're just going – I feel like Auburn might be going through what Bama used to go through. Like, if we just hire enough guys that coach around Bear Bryant, maybe well, we'll win. Well, yeah, exactly. And then also I heard this, though. I heard an Auburn fan call in um, to uh, to uh, WJOX, um, Jocks 94.5 in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to their podcast replay of their morning show, the Jocks Roundtable, which is a great show. Shout out to them. Used to intern on that show back in the day. Um, and I was listening and he called in, he said, I'm tired of, he said, Auburn, like, I don't know why our boosters don't realize like Auburn is a legitimate top 20 job. Yeah. Like they've got a decent history. They've won national championships in the last 10 years. Their in-state rivalry is one of the biggest rivalries in sports. And I mean, it's like huge. they have, I feel like they take the little brother mentality that happens within their state. Like, they're only – it's like they take that mentality and wind up applying it to other things at times. And, like, yeah. like they're, they're only that within, like, that construct of the state. Mm -hmm. Like, nationally, they need to look at themselves with a little more respect. Yeah. Um, because – and he was talking about that, this Auburn fan. He said, think about this. Every coach we've had – so it was Tommy Tupperville gets fired – well, let's go hire the defense, uh, a guy that used to be the defensive coordinator under Tupperville, and they go get Gene Chizik. Okay, well, Gene Chizik gets fired. Well, let's go hire a guy that was the offensive coordinator under Gene Chizik and hire Gus Malzahn. Mm -hmm. Okay, Gus Malzahn gets fired. Okay, well, let's go hire a guy that was the defensive coordinator under Gus Malzahn as our new head coach. Get away from this trend and go fucking, like, throw, go, go like, find go, somebody. I mean, like, 
I mean, it might not stick, but it's worth throwing shit out there to see who who might take the bait. Dude, I mean, think about how much of a chance Nick Saban was for Alabama. He was like oh, former head coach at LSU and had a v- great success there, and then went on to the pros to coach the Dolphins and kind of be lackluster ish yeah. for a while. And they're yeah. like, "Fuck it, let's see what happens." But if you pay twenty one million dollars, just uh, not to mention Kevin Steele has already been a head coach before at in a Power 5 conference. He was at Baylor. He was 1-31 in conference play as a head coach at Baylor. I didn't realize he was that bad. It was terrible. Dude. He was he was like 9-36 and 36 as a head coach there in three or four years. I, My friend Bodie, the highest. I mean, and, and what they're thinking, too, is they're like, oh, well, you know, Ed Ogeron was 10 and 25 at Ole Miss as a head coach, and look how it's gone for him. He won a national championship. Yeah, and now look at him now. Which I am 100% shocked they finished 5 and 5. After they got their ass kicked by Alabama it's and they insane. wound up winning. The fact that they, I would have bet, I would have bet like $10,000 they wouldn't have won their last two games. I can't imagine. Well, just everything, it was the perfect shitstorm for them to beat Florida. So to finish up coaching carousel, then we'll uh, go to um, watch and react. Brett Bielema is back. Oh, yeah. He got hired by Illinois, so he's back in the Big Ten. I think that's a great hire. Um, Just one state down from Wisconsin. He's going to be back in the same division, going to be recruiting. He already knows how to recruit in Wisconsin. Now you got the whole Chicago metro area that you can recruit from. I think that's a great hire for Illinois. Going to be an interesting little little – wrench in the big 10 machine now It'll be and then fun. um whenever you listen to this podcast this week don't be surprised if jeremy prude is not the head coach of tennessee let's bring him back to alabama um rumors about him being fired after there have been some ncaa violations surface and i uh was speaking with a great friend of mine who works in the media in tennessee and he told me that his sources out of knoxville that like it's like these are these are real Real. violations like allegations and that they're how, how big are they we talking and, and and they're going to try to use this to lower his buyout and if they can get the buy if they can use this to lower his buyout Pruitt's out what would be his buyout if he got fired two weeks ago what would his buyout be well, that it would be the same as as it is right now that's what i'm saying if it, if it um, wasn't in the midst of all this trying i don't to know what it down. is but they're trying to they're going to try to use this to get his buyout cut in half okay so that they don't have to pay as much money god damn and if that's the case, the other rumors I've seen is they're either going to go after Hugh Freeze or the Gus Bus is coming to Knoxville. God damn! <laughs> he just has just has to paint his truck a that little. That might actually not be a, be a bad. I don't. I don't think that's a bad hire. In Knoxville. Give me another reason to hate Tennessee. Hire Gus Malzahn. I fucking dare you. Bring him to Knoxville. You're going to have two sewage treatment plants named after. He coaches. would do better in the East. I mean, like you start to play Alabama every year. But yeah. I mean, he's he's the only he can beat Alabama. He's the only coach that has consistently beaten Nick Saban. Now he won't have Auburn Jesus magic anymore. He'll have whatever the hell's going on at Neyland State. He'll have, he'll have, have moonshine. With. Yeah, he'll be hammered a lot probably. A lot of nice East. I doubt he drinks. He doesn't even cuss. He says "Dad Gummit." Yeah, I don't like him. I don't know why. Well, you don't like Gush. I don't like Gus. Gus talks like this. I will say my friend, my friends who are Auburn fans think that this may come back to bite Auburn in the ass in oh, a yeah, huge 100% way. Is going to. They also think if they hire Kevin Steele, then it's gonna. Uh, they also they think need, they, they need to hire Steele. Bill Clark from UAB. That's who they need to hire. That'd be a great hire. They think a lot of Auburn fans think the hire Steele hashtag is put out by petty Alabama fans trying to make them suck, and I fucking love it. 
All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to jump into Watch and React. Got uh, about six videos um, total between the two of us this week, so stick around. All right, Justin. Um, my first video I have titled uh, A Cop's Bad Mistake While Frisking Someone. So uh, this man who is shirtless uh, looks like this is in some sort of... Uh, this looks like it isn't his first arrest. Well, Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not sure what the setting is. It's indoors somewhere, but he's being frisked. Uh, he's being frisked by the uh, police officer, and uh, here's what happens. He looks like a meth guy. What's this right here? That's your penis. All right. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> dude had a big old dick. <laughs> that guy's dick was huge. So I mean, like his. His schlong was so long <laughs> that it had fucking... it was all the way over to like the le- uh, to the left side of his pants near his pocket. It was touching the outside of his left leg. And, how, and, you know, what's this right here? It's my dick. Uh, it's your penis. That's yeah. your penis. That is. He's so... just sitting there like jerking at it. He's like going through <laughs> his pockets and he's like, <laughs> "What's this? That's my spot, bro. Stop him on a bust." That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> how uh, how awkward do you think that? Like, I bet that's just a great moment. I love like, that the cop repeated. He's like, "That's his penis." <laughs> I just like the fact that he had to go. That's your penis. And he just has to look at the cop and go, "Touch my dick, didn't you?" That's hilarious. It's like I, I wasn't think, expecting to get a hand job while I was. Ah, uh, this is fun. Maybe you I should get arrested. Well, don't stop now. I should get arrested more often. <laughs> don't you already started? Don't stop now. Yeah, working for a tip, are you? Uh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's fucking great. All right. Oh, man. What's I'll, your first one? My though? first one is a guy trying to jump in the pool from the top of a water slide. And it looks like it's at his house. Dude, his arms look so long with it paused right now. Yeah, he looks. I don't know if that's a fuck up, but yeah, this ends poorly as uh, most uh, of, of my course. videos do. Okay. Oh. oh! I like the caption, don't worry, the concrete broke his fall. Okay? <laughs> I bet he skinned his shin up real bad. Dude, he, uh, it's, he's just like he didn't bang his head on it. He just smacked his knees and his legs on it. But that, uh, the amount of times I've done shit like that and not gotten hurt is insane to me. We used to, tr- we used to try to run and jump like over three stacked chairs. Oh, into a pool? At a public, yeah, at a public pool, just jump, run and jump over. Where was the lifeguard? There, it was just a lady that it was just this old lady that owned it that would walk around in a two piece. Yeah, and re- she shouldn't have been wearing a two piece. Oh, gross! Her name was Cheryl. Rural, and she looked like a Cheryl. Rural Alabama lifeguards don't give a shit. There was no. I don't think there was a lifeguard. I think there were just people around. It was which, just adults, which now could never happen because Not even, you would get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if a kid like breaks an arm at a pool and there's no or like nothing. Yeah. You, no, there's no like there's it's a going, public pool and there's no lifeguard. That's that's such I a liability. It, it was private. Oh. Oh, like, was it like a like an HOA like private thing? Uh, it was just on the side of the road, off of the highway. Oh, gotcha. And uh, it was called Sunset Swim Club. You paid like a hundred bucks for the summer, and you could go as many times as you wanted. Yeah, you just got a little pass thing, and you just oh, nice. In. I don't think there was ever anybody checking the pass though. It was just probably not. It, I think it was just a thing. That's where, that's like the there was a neighborhood um, up the road from me um, uh, called Highland Forest. It was an HOA neighborhood, and you uh, could go to the pool there. They had this big yeah. public pool, and you could go if you went with someone who lived in the neighborhood. There was a neighborhood called Forest Hills that was nearby my house. Yeah, in and the same like way. they basically just never checked. And they also yeah. had they also had like this big basketball uh, court up there, 
that like people would go play pickup games at all the time during the summer. There was and a tennis court at this place too where we would go fucking just play games for a while. And like I mean like rounds. the basketball games got intense there during the summer. <laughs> um and we used to hop the fence to go into that pool with uh, like, and, like chicks from our church and just there, go at like nine at night or there something. There was like was and there was supposed to be somebody there that like lived there and there would be multiple times where we would look around and be like nope. Does anyone live here? No, it's like the kid, like whoever, like normally you would always have someone there and then all, all of a sudden everyone just started showing up and then like no one lived there at all. <laughs> it's like, all. did David leave? Like he left like an hour ago. Like, And then, and then you've got concerned Karen who might show up and be like, do any of you kids live here? Uh, do you guys live here? Yes. And then she can go, what, what's your address? What's yours? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, fuck ladies <laughs> like that. Fuck ladies enforcing rules. Yeah, there was no one enforcing rules at this fucking club. At this right. swim club. Um, so my next one, I think you have seen. Um, this is from a, a stand-up bit about a guy uh, talking about women using vibrators. Yeah, I'm trying to... Look. I feel like I know what this club is. The amount of time it takes a woman to reach orgasm <laughs> compared to a man is a problem that we need to work on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some I lady in the that audience. I showing a woman just yelled out that men need to work on. Uh, she kind of helped me prove it. It's only because I feel like women have a lot of misguided anger towards men about this. Like we're not trying, or, or we don't give a shit. We do. I know. I said to her, "Can I ask you a personal question? Do you use a vibrator?" And she said, "All the time." And I was like, "I think that might be the problem." To me, vibrator is like the heroin of sexual activities. <laughs> and a penis is like weed. Yeah. It is a quality product. <laughs> but you can't go home, constantly shoot up heroin, and then have the nerve to be like, why the fuck isn't weed getting the job done anymore? <laughs> that's pretty. Nick Alex Comedy is his name. Okay. Yeah, and that's on TikTok. He's so. good. I feel I think that was a club. In he kind of looks like Bryce Harper. He does look like Bryce. Harper. I think that was a club in Wisconsin. Possibly. They look like comedy on state in Madison. Uh, that that did look like the. I mean, it probably popped up because of us being in Wisconsin. So maybe. Um, you know, they're putting in an in, uh, an improv. Well, you know, like the chain of comedy clubs, they're putting one up at the mall off of Blue Mound. Really, Mayfair Mall? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Gurky's Corner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's going to be an improv that's I th it was supposed to open sometime this year, probably didn't for obvious reasons. But yeah, I'm excited if there is a club there because I think I'm pretty sure the closest like big club where like big headlining acts will go is Madison. That's a hell of a trek just yeah. to see a comedy show. My penis doesn't vibrate, so No, my cock doesn't vibrate, so. Yeah, I feel like that is bullshit. That fucking <laughs> How is it that I don't understand. I'm not saying Obviously, I'm not saying there ought to be a law or anything, but isn't it bullshit that chicks will just be like, I'll just go up buy a dildo way bigger than your dick. I'm like, hey, I can't buy a pussy tighter than your pussy because I'm just a creep then. If you buy a fucking dick, you're just exploring. I mean, a body. fleshlight doesn't. Ex I mean, yeah, it's like it's not the same. Also, the idea of a fleshlight sound feels so much dirtier than a vibrator to me. It's insane. The only person I've ever known that had any type of like whole sex toys a guy you actually know, a fellow we worked with. He was gay. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I hung out. I used to hang out with him. We worked together after the three of us all worked together. He and I had a, had the same job. Isn't that a weird, um, like a weird industry? So like, if you think about like kind of the side industry of like porn stars, so yeah. like 
like Riley uh, Riley Reed, for instance, which every man I know it knows who that is. No, I don't. Um, shut up. <laughs> um, you can literally buy a flashlight of like she's had a like three dimensional like she's had a mold done of her puss, yeah, and her butthole. And have you ever seen the ones that's a pussy on a dismembered foot? <laughs> you ever seen that one? <laughs> what? It's no. a it's a foot. It's a foot from like, it's about as high as a high top shoe, like a Jordan. Like no, imagine how high it no. is. But then like at the spot where the leg would be at the flat part of the leg. So there's a real foot. There's a pussy. Is a real foot? It's not real. It's silicone, but it's like a. It's Why a, would you put it on a foot? Is it for foot fetish people? No, it's just for guys that like having. A, yes, it's for foot fetish That's people. That's fucking of weird, dude. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever used to watch A Thousand Ways to Die? Of course. Did I, you see the the guy who uh, fucking. Hooked up the cow the cow vagina to uh, his his uh, car battery in his car to make it pulsate. Yes, I do remember that. And he one. electrocuted himself to death. Dude, that show was awesome. <laughs> I need to see if I can find that on demand anywhere. It's probably somewhere because Spike, Spike TV is not in existence anymore. No, it's Paramount. It's the Paramount channel. Now. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's where I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, it, you well, it used to be where uh, Bellator fights would be on, and now Bellator has a deal with CBS to do a lot of their more promote. Like I watched Chris Cyborg fight on CBS gotcha. a few months ago, but yeah, it's the Paramount Network now. So I bet you could find like a Thousand Ways to Die, Mansers. Do you remember Mansers? Oh yeah, Mansers. Sucked, but it had chicks with titties on there, so it was kind of fun. Yeah, and I was like, you know, you're like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it was like you and I talked about a few weeks ago. You what know, was the show? Adam Carolla used to be on there too. The Man Show. Yeah, it was him and Jimmy Kimmel. Super Jimmy Kimmel. Is super, that who was on there? Yeah, super whiny liberal Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla was on there. Do you know? You know, they had a continuation of that show with two hosts after them. Do you know who it was? No, comedian Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan. Maybe I do remember. Hosted that. it for like half a season after Corolla. All and I Kimmel remember left. is the chicks jumping on trampolines. The I juggies. Know. That's what they called them. Do you remember? They had a sketch once where a kid had a beer stand where he was selling beer for like five bucks a cup just on the street. Like a, like he had a lemonade stand and he was talking shit to people. He was like, hey, you old bitch, you want to come here and get a fucking beer? Hey, toots, come here. That's funny. And there were dudes walking up and like emptying thermoses of coffee and getting beer poured in it. It was the shit. So anyway, flashlight uh, probably would be better than a Calvagina hooked up to a car battery. I would say so. It's How probably, desperate do you have to be for that? I feel like what what went through his brain to make him? He had to be on drugs. Yeah, that's a that seems like a meth thing. Like what, like, like you do what, meth. what would make or crack? What would make someone have that idea? Meth or crack? It had to be. It had to be anything like that. But like you hear stories about meth. Meth heads just you fucking... Know, I, I see the veins on this thing. I bet if I hooked up to my car battery, it'd make it pulsate and feel like a real pussy. I feel like you'd try to fuck a shampoo bottle before you... Where do you get a cow vagina? That's a guy doing meth on a farm. He might have murdered a cow, and we don't actually know that part of the story. Yeah, well, I feel like we're missing a huge part. It's like, he fucked this thing and then died. I'm like, where did he get the thing he fucked? Or maybe he's like... Maybe he goes to like the... Uh, you can like honestly... A, maybe he goes to like a slaughterhouse and he waits out back. It's like... You got them cow pussies in there. Do you, where do y'all throw the other parts you don't use? You're like, you mean like the pussies and the hooves? It's like, yeah. Uh, hey, it's another one of those creeps here. That hey, want- somebody else wants a pussy. <laughs> Where'd you put the pussies? 
I'll take some udders too. I don't, you're gonna need them udders. <laughs> no, we actually use them. Uh, I was like, Ugh, for what? Don't fucking worry about it, Methy. Get the fuck out of here. All right, what's your next video? This is a video. I mean, this is a very short one, and this is from one of the best guys to follow on Instagram is Derek Lewis, aka the Black Beast. He's a heavyweight contender in the UFC. Okay, and he posts the funniest fucking shit. And this is just a video of a guy hanging out with his pet snake, and it it goes bad. Snakes the movement, man. You feel? Why the fuck she's getting so tight, folks? Chris! Ah! <laughs> it started wrapping around his neck and choking him. Jesus. That's why I wouldn't have a pet snake. Yeah, dude. I'm ne- I'll never understand the people that get weird pets like that. The uh, people- I, yeah, weird, obscure pets. Like, I mean. The fucking. Reptiles, I just don't get. That's one thing I. I you have I, to lie about them being cute. One They're of not the, cute. One of the millions of negative impacts of social media um one of them i feel like is it's normalized obscure pets like people think that they can because like people will take videos and like post their videos of having here's why my capybara is my best friend shut up i've got a pet bengal tiger oh it's so cute i think i should go get no you shouldn't this person probably is like professionally trained on how to like deal with these animals it is wild how Often nothing goes wrong with those things. Like my my brother, his father in law has a friend who has a, a mountain lion for a pet, and he's never had any issues with the thing attacking him. He has a little girl, and it never had an issue. He said the only time he's ever had anything where it was like that's crazy was they were he was play fighting with the mountain lion one time, and a mountain lion fucking KO'd him, like. Pawed him on the chin randomly. Probably not even trying to. Not even. Of course not. Those things just fucking maul any. They'll, they'll maul fucking anything in the fucking woods. They don't give a shit. They'll take out deer and moose. They'll, they're vicious as fucking. They'll kill for fun. Yeah. But it just KO'd him. He said he woke up in the yard and the thing was just looking at him. Like, what the fuck happened? And then another time, a dog ran at this guy, this guy's daughter, and a mountain lion just fucked it up. Like mangled it. Killed it almost instantly. It was a oh, Rottweiler. Sure. It was a Rottweiler. Ran it, ran at the little well, girl barking, and this mountain lion tore it the fuck apart in front of the girl and in front of the owner of the Rottweiler. That, oh God! I'm surprised the Rottweilers didn't try to go turn the guy in. He probably did, but I mean, what can you do? Is like, yeah, this Rottweiler came running at my daughter, and my pet just happened to be a hundred and fifty pound cougar and fucked this bitch ass Rottweiler up. Yeah. So don't get weird pets. Speaking of uh, obscure animals, um, right there. Look at this. uh, I think I went to high school with this guy. um, This Um, is a gorilla. (laughs) Someone is filming it at the zoo. And take a look at what it's doing. Is it beating off? No, no, no. Just watch. Some days, motherfuckers got a butthole itch (laughs) that they just can't wipe away. Why are its nipples so long? (laughs) Also, what the fuck was that voiceover? I don't know. Dude, what is happening on TikTok? You show me the weirdest things. This just popped up in my feed. He's just twisting his nipple, which is, I don't know, four inches long. <laughs> That's the longest nipple I've ever seen. I told you, I went to high school with a guy I mean, this looked like a that were like, I swear to God, about as long as a quarter. And so did I. I went to one that had, I mean, it was like his this name, long. His name was Colin, and he could lactate. That's gross. It was not just a little. I, I'm not like he wasn't squirting like it wasn't a stream, but it was a little bit of a dribble, like the last little bit of a bottle. It was wild. I'll never forget that. Yeah, I mean, this looks like he was like like 
twisting like a. This looks like an older gorilla, though. Like, yeah, he's been playing with his nipple. He found out he liked that as a as a young as a youngin, and he's just been doing it his whole life. That's so weird. I just saw that. I'm like, I, I just think might be like 50, 60 years old. I don't know I, how I long gorillas live. I was like, I gotta show this to Justin. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. All right, really. my last video is uh, it's about ten years old, and it's from the show The Amazing Race that's been on CBS. I've never watched that show. I don't know what it's about. Okay, so there is um. There's uh, this video that someone, um, one of those reaction videos that you can do at on TikTok, like I talked about last week, and it was talking about um, what's your random, uh, it said, what's your random obscure comfort video that you like to go and watch on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And this was the video that the person do edit it put as their random obscure video, and it's from The Amazing Race. Okay. Think long and hard. Do what you gotta do to make it go right into that guy. I, this video is not helping me understand me now, what's going on in the amazing race. She's trying to launch watermelons. So they're trying to shoot watermelons out of a slingshot to hit these ar- hit the the, the armor suits, the suits of armor. Yeah. Dude, that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that was a fucking mal. That wasn't a bitch sized melon. Dude, she is. Are you okay? I can't my face. She's not okay. She has a concussion. Oh, no way she doesn't. I don't doubt it. You have the worst headache ever. I don't oh, doubt it. You have to finish? There's no help. I can't even see straight. Dude, fuck this lady, but I 100% get it. That is fucking incredible. I mean, holy shit. So, I mean, like, we're talking about, like, one of these, like, medieval-looking slingshots that they're using, and this yeah. thing, like, I don't know what happened wrong, on, but like, it, it came back and hit her in the face. As I was watching it, I saw, like, she had it on the top, so and she pulled it down too low. Well, and she was getting so timed, so... It went straight up and... Stayed in. Well, it slung around and then shot right back at her. I want to know like the the amount of G force that thing had coming back at her face. That thing had to be going close to a hundred. I mean, because I mean that was probably a a ten, fifteen, maybe twenty pound watermelon. I mean, and and the surface of those are not like watermelons are like they're tough as shit. Yeah, yeah. You can't just squeeze it and open, dude. For it to hit her in the face and break open like that, it had to be going fast. (laughs) That. Oh my god, I can't imagine. I can't believe she wasn't bleeding. I mean, she could have permanent brain damage from that. I mean, she definitely got a concussion from that. Well, 100%. she said she couldn't feel her face. She, can't uh, feel she her might face. have broken some bo- like some facial bones. Like orbital bones or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. God. All right. That's fucking crazy. That's and it for <laughs> That's hilarious and I'm very happy you showed me that. I thought I was like that's right up Justin's alley. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, that's it for watching react uh this week coming up next, we've got our uh, Dick of the Week and our foul story, which will take us um, to the NBA as the NBA gets tipped off this week. I th- thought I'd uh, include an NBA player. Stick around. Okay, Justin, uh, not going to spend too much time on the Dick of the Week this week, but okay. uh, Dick you- of the Week. This is uh, probably only the second time I've included something personal for Dick of the Week. Right. And, you texted me about this the other day, and uh, I don't even don't even I don't know I don't follow this guy. He doesn't follow me, uh, and 
my wedding anniversary was this past week on Tuesday. Hey, and, happy um, for you. Thank you. Happy. Two years. Yep. And um, I posted uh, a little, like, pic collage of my wife and I. And um, it was very nice, very sweet, very cute. And this fucking guy <laughs> quotes my tweet and says, thought this was your sister, buh. Also, what is that last word? I don't know. His, I mean, his Twitter handle is underscore blackball. Like, same word. I don't know what that word means. In his bio, but he's at uh, underscore B-L-A-C-B-A-W. Bah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. And it's his new Twitter. My old one got suspended because I'm ignorant. I, I mean, would say so. I believe him. That's just very weird. Fucking asshole, dude, dude. Twitter sucks. This is why do you think I, I'm so glad I'm I I like I, why I didn't even I wanted to respond so bad, but you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna talk to I'm just gonna make this guy my dick of the week. Yeah, like fuck this guy. Like fuck dick off. Dick of the week. It's my don't make fun of me and my like that's my beautiful wife. It's like, just fuck off. And we very, don't even look like each other. What are you talking about? It's also very odd. Just that's why Twitter sucks. It's just people being dicks. Well, does he think like all no, white people look alike or something? Like I have heard that, but from Asians, I've heard that. Um, I don't know. That's just Twitter sucks because it's just so many people making comments that they would never make in real life. Oh, I know. And it's because this guy looks tiny. If he said that to my face, I would beat his ass. You have to beat. You have to beat him up. You have to kick his ass. Yeah, you have to. It's just very odd. I don't know. Just shitting on a stranger for something as innocuous I mean, as a wedding anniversary. I get it. Like if it's of a all things, if it's a political statement or something about sports, I get it invites conversation and you can try to say something funny and biting, but it's just like if you I, say anything other than like happy anniversary or congrats about just, that on that post, it's like just see, it's just excessive. Yeah, like you don't. That's the only thing. That's the only conversation that is invited on a post like that. It's very Not, odd. Uh, oh, I thought this was your sister. What the fuck? Who the fuck are you? My wife has red hair and freckles. I'm brown headed. What? The, I don't understand. What the fuck? She has blue eyes. I have hazel eyes. Like nothing about us looks. She looks she's fair. Ar- she's fair. She looks skinned. Aryan. She is Aryan. Yeah, she looks fair skinned. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very fucking weird that. <laughs> In fact, we look nothing just, like siblings. I just want to know how the fuck he found your tweet. I must have popped up in his feed because I think he's an Alabama fan because he has like a Nick Saban Alabama photo in his cover photo. Oh, okay. But okay, That's let's get to our foul hilarious. story this Dick week. Dick of the week. That was fucking weird. This week, uh, we're going to go to the NBA as I mentioned. And uh, are you familiar with? Obviously, I know you know who the Portland Trailblazers are. Yep. Are you familiar with what their nickname was in the late 90s, early 2000s? Nope. The Jailblazers. Because I wonder why. They had four, five, maybe six different players on their team that all had legal incidents playing on the team at the same time. That's funny. Um, we're going to highlight one specific player, uh, Ruben Patterson, and uh, tell you about his story um, this legally got wrapped up once he had already signed with the Portland Trailblazers, which keep that in mind. As a free agent, after, okay. after doing this, he st- an NBA team still signed him. Must have been good. Um, 
he was okay. He was a really good defender. Which, okay. first of all, you want to talk about someone just being an asshole? He was a really good defender, and he self-nicknamed himself the Kobe Stopper. <sighs> you already don't like this guy, do you? What a douche. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. Because he, co- because he was had, had Dude, a couple of good games covering him in the playoffs. Giving yourself a nickname... But one of that magnitude, too? That's why. Giving yourself a nickname is the douchiest thing you can do. And giving yourself a nickname saying that you stop literally the greatest player of all time. One of the greatest, yeah. Yeah, that's Um, wild. So let's let's jump into this. Um, He was playing with the Seattle Sonics, so just one state up, um, the year before for a couple of years, in fact. Mm. And um, he wound up uh, being going to court, being charged and convicted – on a rape charge. Convicted? Oh, yeah. God damn. Uh, and guess who the culprit, the victim was of his rape? Was it LeBron James' mom? <laughs> no. Uh, LeBron, this was this is early 2000s, so this happened in 2001. Okay. So LeBron was Was not it Kobe a, Bryant's mom? No. Oh, all right. Um, I'm out of guesses. His nanny. Uh. Yes. You could probably just fuck her, man. Okay, so um, let's run through. <laughs> I'm just imagining him getting caught by his wife or girlfriend and just being like, uh, I'm raping her. Oh, shit. I tried to come up with a better excuse than that. So, or the um, nanny was like, rape. So, okay, they uh, had a, a um, two children, him and his wife did. Yeah. And according to the, charge, uh, the charging papers, on uh, September 25th in 2000. One, Patterson's wife was recovering at the hospital from cosmetic surgery. The nanny had agreed to stay overnight to watch the children, the and couple's children. Possibly suckle his dick. That night, the nanny walked into Patterson's bedroom to check on the younger child, because the younger child was like almost like was still like a toddler and I guess was staying in the master bedroom, and saw Patterson naked. Saw him dribbling a basketball with his dick. <laughs> Patterson's like 6'5", about 200 pounds. Big so boy. He's probably got a big old he's probably, he's probably got a decent piece on him, I would say so. He then looked at her and said, come on, let's do it. <laughs> he's a douche in fucking personal life, too. I'm the Kobe stopper. Let's do it. God, he sucks. This guy sucks. She said no twice. Patterson grabbed her, and she had difficulty fighting back because of he's his a size giant and fuck. strength. Yeah, she broke free athlete. after performing a sexual act on Patterson. She just so she blew him, and then he was like, "All right, you're good." Yes, and um, that's a good way to get out of it. Like, you, I mean, that's a fucking crafty way to be like, oh, "I'll suck your dick." And be like, "All right." Four days later, the victim told Patterson's wife what happened, then reported the incident to police. Uh, the victim, a uh, resident of local uh, suburb of Seattle, Kirkland. Um, worked about five days a week for Patterson and his wife as the nanny beginning in January of 2000. The woman and Patterson's wife at one time considered each other to be best friends. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the, the nanny helped care for their two children and his 13-year-old stepbrother uh, and had her own room at Patterson's residence. Um, located... Uh, got to move out then. Located in a nice neighborhood in Bellevue, which... I guess that's must be a nice neighborhood in every city that there's a Bellevue. There's a Bellevue in Nashville everywhere, and it's always nice. Oh, I know it just sounds nice. It does sound nice. Um, 
she wound up getting fired after the after the charges by Patterson, which is really fucked up. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Um, well, you you told everyone I raped you, so I got to fire you. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to send you to jail. And he's like, fine. Patterson claims to have not raped her at all, of course. Mm-hmm. Claimed it was consensual or claimed that she raped him? Quote, I did not commit a criminal act before shaking his head. This was uh, what he said to the judge in court. Mm-hmm. I did engage in an act of consensual sex, and I cheated on my wife. I would like to apologize to everyone I have hurt for my stupid decision, including my wife, family, team, fans, for my terrible mistake. Your fans don't give a shit if you... It's, what, what year was this? 2001. No one gave a fuck if you cheated on your wife in 2001. People really still don't care now for the most part. The only I mean, reason people gave a shit when Tiger did it is because it was just huge, and it was just rampant on all over the place. It was just fucking Applebee's waitresses. Continuing, he said, I I have, uh, I cheated and I have learned a very painful lesson. That sometimes you might have to get a criminal, catch a criminal charge for fucking another lady. His wife supported him in court and showed up, though, and said, I'm here uh, because I do not believe Reuben Patterson raped or attempted to rape someone, somebody. Hmm. Um, And further says that she loves her husband. Think about this for a second, though. Ride or die. Um, so she saw him naked in the room when she went to check on them. And yeah. then, um, what the article did not say, but I, uh, have found additional, this is from the Seattle times. I found additional, uh, information on the case that actually did not happen. Um, uh, like the way it kind of was written, didn't portray exactly how it was. She did not see him until like after he approached her from behind. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. So he walks up naked behind her as she, she went in there to check on the young child. <whistles> Wife's not there. She's staying overnight. It's the middle of the night. And then he approaches her from behind, butt naked, with his fucking dick probably hanging down to his knees. <laughs> Smacking her in the back of the thigh. Like, and walks up that? to her and says, come on, let's do it. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how frightening that is for that woman, though. That's terrifying. Just a giant guy walking behind you is like, and hey, she what's t- up? And, and she tells him no twice, and he's still forcing himself on her. Yeah. Allegedly. Back to our allegedly. Well, it's not allegedly. He got convicted. He did get convicted. Guess how long his jail sentence was? 18 months. 15 days. What? That's fucking horrible. <laughs> That's horseshit, isn't it? That's awful. Either that or the fucking court case was bullshit, and the judge was like, we got to convict you. But I'm Well, he did go to civil court, and she wound up getting a hefty payment. Um, oh, okay. So he definitely did that shit. But here's the thing. Patterson, as a result of his conviction, became a registered sex offender. Yeah, and also got cut by the Sonics. Well, he was not re-signed, but get this. So... After he registered himself as a sex offender to establish legal residency in states afterwards, he had to notify them that he was a registered sex offender. Yeah. The Portland Trailblazers still signed him. They literally signed a registered sex offender to their basketball team. (laughs) How does that work? There's children who are, I mean, like there's people, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works, but like aren't sex offenders not supposed to be within like a certain amount of like well, he, his his offense was not around was not against a minor, so oh, I guess so. I, I get what you're saying now. He's a rapist. He's not a child rapist. So 
it wouldn't matter. And also, it was a, convicted in a different state. All they have to do is say, hey, I was convicted of this crime in the state of Washington, and now I'm living here in the state of Oregon. So this happened. So, I mean, I, there's places you can move in Oregon where you probably don't have many neighbors you have to tell about. You can just move out into the fucking woods. So a registered sex offender guy here, Ruben Patterson, continues to play in the league after becoming a registered sex offender for another six or seven years. Plays for the Trailblazers, the Nuggets, the Bucks here in Milwaukee for two seasons. Damn. And then finishes his NBA career with the L.A. Clippers. So What th- year did he finish his career? 2007. <laughs> So this guy stayed in the league six years as a registered sex offender. As a convicted rapist. How insane is that? Yeah. That's fucking wild. That means there are probably articles out there that say, like, what was it, Ruben? Ruben Patterson. Patterson. Ruben yeah. Patterson, convicted rapist, scored 34 points. And they over, can put that in there. Had scored 34 points in Milwaukee's win over the Sonics last night. It's like, what? Did that say convicted rapist? Yeah. Yeah. That... Co- is fucking wild. No, no, man. Don't put that. Put Kobe stopper. Put Kobe stopper. <laughs> but you're a convicted rapist, and you stopped Kobe like twice. Uh, some other legal incidents that happened with Patterson, because this was not the only one. Of um, course it wasn't. Uh, in February 2001, he was convicted of misdemeanor assault for attacking a man who scratched his car outside of Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Literally beat this guy to within an inch of his life. What kind of car was it, though? Uh, I don't know. Um, Something nice, I bet. Patterson was arrested in 2002 for felony domestic abuse charges on his wife. His wife later dropped the charges, and then they wound up getting divorced. So um, she That lady stood, went through a lot. She stood by his side in court after he was convicted of rape, and then he beats her ass afterwards. And she was like, you know what? I know you raped that bitch. I'm out of here. And she fucking left. <sighs> that... That shit is fucking wild. And then, imagine being his fucking teammate after that. I mean, like, oh, I know. It's like, hey, did you hear? We well, signed- imagine like I would be sitting there as the uh, looking at the GM, they're like, did we just sign him? Did we just sign a rapist? Yeah, we did. Hey, he's a registered sex offender. I, yeah. I had to share my locker room with him. Yeah. What if my wife and kids come in here? His salary is like a fourth of what we could have gotten him for before this conviction, and he's still the he same. He still player. made a shit ton of money, though. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Um. 2007, um, after uh, he retired, he's he's originally from um, Ohio, from Cleveland. He played college ball at uh, Cincinnati for the Bearcats. Mm. Um, he had just bought a new house in Cincinnati after he finished in the league and forgot to register as a sex offender and got a bench warrant issued for his arrest. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and then in uh, 2010, he was arrested on DUI charges after it was found that his blood alcohol level was uh, .117. God damn, that's fucking hammered. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. Um, that's that's more than double the legal limit. .08 is the legal limit. So what was it, .1? It was .117. No, that's not twice yet. .16 would be twice. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, and um, he wound up getting a $500 fine for that and had to uh, take a three-day driving program. <laughs> this guy can't keep his shit. He was also ordered to not consume alcohol for 18 months. I didn't know you could hand down a warrant. Like, it- Fuck you. <laughs> How are, they gonna- How are you going to enforce? you going to follow me around? <laughs> Suck my balls. I'll fucking do whatever I want. So this guy's a mess. This guy sucks. This that's guy, our that's our foul story for this. This week. guy needs Ruben a fucking Patterson adult in his life. Playing for the Jailblazers. Convi- 
Oh man! And that's the fact funny. that like three other NBA teams continue to sign a red, uh, convicted rapist, convicted uh, uh, registered sex offender. That's fucking great. Oh man, dude! In the early two thousands, it was wild, dude. If a guy doesn't think that like some type of political thing is exactly the same as the rest of the league, you'll get fucking crucified online. But in the early 2000s, you'd be like, is, isn't, didn't he rape a girl? I was like, yeah, but like he only, like he served his time. Like, but he's the Kobe stopper. Come on, he's good on defense. He served his, he served his sentence to society. He's like, he served a 15-day jail sentence. Like, that's what the judge gave him, and he served it. So he's fine. He tried to fuck his, best, his wife's best friend, who was his nanny. I mean... And she didn't want it. Look, man, he's the Kobe stopper. I don't know the fuck you want to tell me. Like, what do you, what do you want me to say? Uh, the motherfucker can ball. Yep, that's this week's foul story. Um, Justin, go ahead and set us up with uh, this week's getaway song. Uh, this week's getaway song is a song called Wicked Stone by Slash from Guns N' Roses off his 2015 solo record called World on Fire, featuring Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge on vocals. Nice. Uh, All right. Had a couple albums with him at this point. One of my favorite Slash songs outside of Guns N' Roses, obviously. As always, you can uh, listen along on uh, uh, multiple podcast entities, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Breaker, Stitcher, any of those, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Brooks A. Carter on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Jay and his music. And email the show at personallyfoul at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy college football playoff. Happy Woo! bowl season. It's a great time of year. I uh, hope you and yours have a, a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be back next week. Just a